0: And welcome back. This is From the Ground Up. I'm Carmen Milagro. For those of you that don't know me, I am the founder at Divina Skincare and Botanicals. I'm also the author of Truths About Hemp CBD, a guidebook for curious folks, as well as a certified CBD educator and your host for the show. So, you know, on the show, we ask the question is health really the key to your wealth? But we look at it from various angles because we have various guests who have various ideas and perspectives, which is what I love. So I'm really happy to share that with you. You know, we all we often say that successful transformation comes from doing the work and building or rebuilding uh, your process. That the it starts with the truth from from the inside out and from from the ground up hence the name of the show i get to talk to you know tech gurus industry leaders artists musicians investors uh, gosh just all kinds of people from all walks of life and we ask them these questions you know what are their life strategies what are their business strategies what's their health and wellness strategies because in my opinion All of this ties into you living, us living the most successful, in the most successful way that we can. And it's all tied together because if you're not healthy, then how are you going to run your business? How are you going to achieve your goals? Um, But everyone has a different viewpoint. Now, today's guest is many things to many people, including a dear friend to me, but I'm going to read you here his bio and his background, which is just a fraction of what he's actually done and is doing. But he's a serial tech entrepreneur. He's an educator. He's a philanthropist, investor, advisor, mentor, and a passionate evangelist for the global Latinx tech community. He recently attended the World Economic Forum 2020 in Davos as a delegate delegate for the first U.S. Hispanic delegation led by the We Are All Human Foundation. And he's also a co-author of Hispanic Hispanic Stars Rising, which was published in 2020. In addition, he's also the founder of Latinx Startup Alliance, whose mission is to empower Latino tech founders around the globe. He was also co-founder of Avion, the first pre-acceler. Pre-Accelerator Supporting Latina Tech Founders. He's appeared on Latin Nation, Top 20 Latino Tech Leaders, Nissan Latino, NASDAQ Trade Talks, Hispanicize, and many other tech conferences. He's been featured in multiple articles. He's been a capital advisor for multiple cohorts of the Stanford Latino Entrepreneur Initiative. And like I said, this is merely the tip of the iceberg. So I am going to bring on my guest for today, Mr. Jesse Martinez. Hi, Jesse. (laughs) I'm out of breath with that intro. I was
1: like, I might have to take a coffee break after that.
0: (laughs) I know. I need some some tea. I need some water. (laughs) How are you?
1: (laughs) Kind of warm intro, and I appreciate you having me on today. And so how are you doing?
0: I'm I'm good. I'm out of breath so I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> tell us a little bit, you know, for for our audience, Jesse, there are a lot of people in tech. You know, I'm surrounded by an incredible network of people and in, in our audience and viewers and new people that are going to be watching this across, you know, the channels. So if you don't mind, you know, where are you where are you located these days and and tell us a little bit about yourself. What Let's start with this. What was 15-year-old Jesse like?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so 15-year-old Jesse was uh, San Houston High School, Houston, Texas, uh, son of immigrant parents from Mexico, and I was probably taking vocational drafting. And so vocational drafting uh, I took for three years, and so that was a pivotal point in my career path. Ah. And so, uh, so I took that as a, you know, like two hour course, right. and, which led to, uh, state championships. And so it was, it was very rewarding yeah. and I enjoyed it very much. And I was the young guy carrying a briefcase with all my drafting equipment. And so, yeah. so that was me in high school.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this was, this was in Houston, right?
2: Correct. In Houston. i
0: kind of full, I don't, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but it's kind of full circle because aren't you back in Houston? I am making my way back.
1: <laughs> and so one of the things that we've done in, in, well, in my next chapter of life, as well as the work that we do, is we've decided to pick up the work that we've been doing as Next our Alliance and making Houston our new headquarters. It's been a little delayed, you know, given uh, COVID and the pandemic. Of course. But, you know, I met an amazing team in 2019. And so there was a delegate delegation from Houston Tour in the valley, and I met them at the Salesforce Tower, and I was informed about the commitment that Houston was making to tech, and that you know, the mayor, corporates, and everyone across the board has bought in. They know that they're late to the game, right. given that they've been so focused on oil, gas, and energy, that they were finally making that commitment, and that I should be a part of it. Well, no
0: sign and all, right?
1: I know. And I was like, okay, well, is this real? <laughs> you know, because I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. And I on it, and you know, for for you know, people listening, to the audience, you know, I've been in San Francisco, so that's where I am right now since '97. So that's where my journey starts with respect mm-hmm. to uh, tech, tech as I right. call it. Oh. And so, uh, so excited. Uh, we're going to be hosted and headquartered at the Ion, which is a new innovation hub. Almost 300,000 square feet in the museum district and it's six stories. You have Microsoft, Chevron Technology Ventures, you have Common Desk, which is co-working space, which just got a card by WeWork. Oh, and okay. we have a number of other um, parties that will be there as well. Just a brand new makers lab got rolled out uh, last week, I believe. And so when you think about where do people come together, right? And you know, Houston's the fourth largest city. Yeah. It's already diverse, incredible uh, people, yeah. incredible uh, events. And so looking forward to being a part of that emerging ecosystem.
0: Well, I know where I'm headed.
1: <laughs> and contributing, you know, where, where I can and where we can. Right. right? And so in addition to Houston, also is Texas. And so how do we help support that, that next generation of Latinx founders from Houston and the state of Texas?
0: Right. That's that's incredible. That's well, I'm not surprised, of course. I just didn't know the details. I knew you were doing this, and you know we don't get. I miss our lunches. You know, <laughs> we used to catch each other up on everything, which it seems like we're always doing at least thirty different projects. So it's fun to do this this way. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for the question. And then of course my mom's happy, so my mom's in Houston.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Commitment in 2019 to spend more time with her, and so I'll get to do that as well and yeah. we're probably looking at uh, later this month i'm making that journey to houston and then I'll, I'll go back and forth but i'll spend the majority of my time in houston yeah building the new entity and uh and then seeing how we uh, help support the ecosystem
0: yeah that that's so amazing i mean i i can only assume that you have plans maybe to go back to your old high school you know and do that sort of tour thing which i think is so important when we mm-hmm. do reach out and reach back because I think there's a lot of focus sometimes on going forward. Right. But um, you know, the way that I live my life and what I love to do is make sure that I'm when I, you know, someone requests, Hey, can you come talk to the kids or or get on zoom? You know, that's how we do things these days. I know. It's just, it's so important to, you know, it sounds so cliche, right? But where did we come from? Mm -hmm. You know, where, how come, sometimes you don't see people going back mm-hmm. and i don't mean backwards i mean just going back and and bringing some of the new you know the the next generation like you said bringing them up to where we are and showing them sometimes it's just by being who you are and they find you cuz of course they you know kids can find anyone they want to find right. this new you know, world and so i think that's really incredible and and again you know your native son you're a superstar
1: (laughs) well thank you for that uh yeah you know there's uh a lot of work to do as well with the support of the city of houston and our strategic partner the ion and all the other partners you know it's all about being that being able to create that collaborative ecosystem which we know much about here in the bay area Right. And so how do we help replicate that? At least that spirit, right? That spirit, that essence? Yeah. That's what I've seen uh, so far.
0: Absolutely. Um, When you mentioned, you know, Jesse with his briefcase and his.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Forgot about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But how, I mean, that seems like that was the start of your path. But what would you say was like that, that critical that moment of this is it this is what i want to do with the rest of my life or have there been several
1: uh well you know i think there's been several you know just depending on your phase right of your career but you know i would say the last 10 years well i've been here since 97 so that was really the pivotal point in my life Mm with all the work that i've been doing and so you know going from Houston to San Francisco in '97, right, uh, and joining the startup, being employee 27, you know, being funded by Sequoia, Sequoia Capital, and then being one of two pioneers in the web hosting services space. So this is before Rackspace, AWS, and others, and we had Yahoo, Netscape, and some other marquee brands on board. You know, we were providing the server space, the bandwidth, the support to keep those servers up and running 24 seven. Wow, and so. 2027. The world was my my um, prospecting space, and so I got to work with some amazing companies. You know, uh, you know, in the old days we had SGI, but USA Today, and then I don't know if everyone remembers Ask Jeeves. You know, I took care of them when they had two servers, and so that journey from two servers to IPO. And so just some amazing friendships, uh, mentors, and just a lot of learning right at a a young age.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say that is that's quite young. What was the landscape? You know, you're in in it. You're in sort of the birthplace of all of this at a very young age. And what was did you ever feel? And this is interesting because I think I was with you and Angel at a Netflix event. Right. And it was the first time where you know we're we're in the audience we're watching this audience uh, this panel talk about, and I remember turning. I don't remember. I think it might have been. I turned to you because the topic was imposter syndrome, and I'm like, "What is that?" <laughs> you no, know, I had no idea what that was, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I've just never. I have never experienced that. But when I look back, maybe I should have.
2: Right.
0: It's a very real thing, and so. You know, I was fascinated by that part of that topic. Like that really stuck with me, and so I do think about things in a different way. You know, you're 27. You're super young. You're in this hub, Silicon Valley, before it. It was what it is now. Right. You have moments like that where you didn't. I mean, did you have other people that look like us around you? Did that affect you in some way? Did you notice?
1: Yeah. Great questions. I did notice. I didn't really think about it much because I was just in the moment, right? Yeah. And then I was also um, on a fast track. So when we think about a company being a rocket ship, yeah, you know, I was on a rocket ship, and so you just don't have time to think about those things. And so it wasn't really until you know 2010, right? So if we fast forward 2010 looking to do my second startup. And it was the early days of community-based organizations providing support for their founders. So early days of black founders, Jewish founders and others. Mm-hmm. And so as a Latino in tech, as a founder, I did some Google searches like, okay, what resources are available for us? Right. And I didn't find anything. And so that became the beginning of my nonprofit Latinx startup alliance in 2011. So we started out as a meetup group with six people in the Mission District of San Francisco. And so fast forward, you know, we've grown organically. Uh, again our mission is to empower latino tech founders and you know we're over a thousand plus and supporting founders from around the world and you know before pandemic right we had a lot of founders come to the bay area right. but, but now with uh, the distribution of opportunities and supporting resources you know now we have founders that are uh, emerging from different cities across the us mm-hmm. which is really awesome yeah, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. and capital and so uh, We've seen, uh, as you know, many people leave the Bay Area, and so now it's a matter of helping to grow those new and emerging ecosystems. Right. And that
0: that is so important. Again, you know, going back to that earlier part of our conversation is reaching back and helping and bringing others, you know, uh, from our community along with us. Because for me, uh, I do feel that when you're one of the first people opening up a door you know, it is your responsibility to some degree, but at least hold the door open. I'm not saying do the work for someone. And I'm not saying, you know, give up. I'm not talking about handouts, but I do think that at least by keeping the door open, that allows others to come forward. You know, whether we're talking about the Latino community or, or women or, you know, whatever it is, you know, I just feel like there's, The analogy I always use when I'm talking to young people is you do know when someone is their character. You have an insight into someone's character when you are walking into a store and they hold the door open for you. Right. It's a very simple act of generosity, kindness. Some people don't even think about it, but it is an insight into their character. So I look at, you know, opening the doors or creating opportunities as the same way. Who do I want to work with? Who do I want to emulate? Who do I want to, you know, aspire to be like? And you know, you're one of those people from the get-go when I first met you. That's what you've talked about. All of this, everything that you do is based on helping others, and I think that's, I think that's kind of a superhero power, if you ask me.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been very blessed and fortunate along the way, and so how do I help open more doors, right, for others uh, across the board? And, you know, my lane has been focused on, you know, the U.S. Latino community and, you know, what can we do and better better supporting our tech founders and others. And, you know, it starts with even just sharing basic information, right? Right. And so how do you provide access and awareness to information to to those resources?
0: Exactly, you gave me six weeks before we even started the interview. I'm just, I can't wait to dive in.
1: Yeah, uh, but just going quickly back to your your question about imposter syndrome. You know, I think that was a, I think that topic from my perspective, it's a generation, a a difference in generation. Like that didn't come up when I was younger. It was was just not a word that we heard of and that was discussed. And so I think it's that next generation and I'm not sure where it started.
0: Yeah, I'm not either.
1: And so, uh, but yeah, that'd be interesting to do some history mm-hmm. one-on-one.
0: Yeah. And, and to blow it up, to get rid of that. You know, that's part of what I do or, you know, my small way with confidence strategies and working with Latino, Latino entrepreneurs and young Latino, you know, the communities asked me to, to just coach or, or to mentor or to just do a presentation. That is one of the things that I talk about now, which I had never talked about before because... I didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know? So it is. It is fascinating, and and I and I too, I'm really curious as to where did that come into play.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know it's very prevalent in tech.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a younger generation, and so yeah. Um, you know, and again, we have this new generation of uh, Latinos or diverse individuals, right, in tech. Yeah. And when you're not seeing as many as you, then you know there's some question that starts to form. Sure.
0: Well, and and that leads me to this, you know, this next question, really, because there's lots of people talking about inclusivity and diversity, and there's lots of conversations about all of this, not just for Latinos, right? But what does that really mean to you, Jesse? When you hear, you know, the words like inclusivity and diversity, what does it mean to you? And do you think it's, Really possible, like truly possible.
1: I mean, it is possible, and it is taking place in, in some places. I, I think you have to look at, um, you know, who's saying it, how they're saying it, and then are they delivering through actions? Right. Right. And so it's those actions that are going to really uh, provide the proof. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's like, are we holding those right accountable as right. well? Right. And so that's the big question, right? That, you know, now that we've gone through this unfortunate pandemic, the death of George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, there's been a lot of promises, a lot of commitments. Some have come through, others uh, yet to be determined. And so, what happens as we come out of this pandemic? Right. Well, the
0: proof is in the pudding, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so now we're in the mud. <laughs>
2: I like that. I like that.
0: <laughs> I, love, I was gonna say I like. We might have to get a, a baseball cap like the one you. I like what you, the one you have, but we might have to get one that says uh, the proof is in the tamal.
1: Let's Do that, okay? <laughs> Done right
0: here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> These conversations, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, we have a new project." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: So blame Carm.
1: Blame Carm. It, it um, kind of uh, yeah, I got two new projects in December because of a call that I hosted. <laughs> so it's like okay, exciting, but
0: yeah. <laughs> gonna be like, stop doing these interviews, Jesse. Just stop.
1: <laughs> Add more to the plate, uh, but no, I think this one um, touches on what you were um, asking about with respect to you know numbers and you know what are we doing right, and so. Uh, we're exploring a new movement around data right data around uh, Latinos and the industries and the sectors that we're in. Right. And why do we have, I mean we already know that we have low representation. Right? right. And so we're talking about tech, yep. venture, right, capital, uh Hollywood, and then also uh just the voting numbers. Right. And so where do we where do we sit today? Where do we need to be, right? I think that's been the biggest challenge or question is that where do we need to be?
0: Right. Because it's unknown territory. It's uncharted. So how do you know?
1: Yeah. And so uh, to be continued. But, you know, for us, it's putting that stake in the ground and saying, okay, we'll be 22% of the population soon, right? Right now we're at 19. And so let's do the 22% movement and hold people accountable, right? Well, each other. Right? They right, capture that data, right, right. Yeah. measure that data and just do it on a yearly basis. And for those that yeah. are making commitments, then we can hold them accountable on those commitments. Yeah, we also offer solutions, right? So it's not, about of course, and we want, we need, it's like, okay, how do we work together to really improve and move these numbers.
0: And I think you just touched on something that is so basic in, in the sense of You know, I see it as there's accountability, but also we have to support each other first, Mm -hmm. right? Our own community, elevating each other, supporting each other, and then you can hold each other accountable and others. But what I like about what you said is this whole idea of I was taught early on by one of my former bosses. Wait, I was Mm -hmm. God, I was just a kid, you know, I was 20, and she was one of the best mentors and, and bosses that I ever worked for ever. And she taught me something that was so basic and so simple. It was, she said, I've hired you to do a job. I trust that you know how to do it. I'm not a micromanager. I also know that you're not going to have all the answers. So when you come up on a challenge, this Mm -hmm. is how we're going to do this. This is how I'm going to help support you and hold you accountable. You inform me of what the challenge is, which is what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. You come up with three scenarios of what you would like to do, what you think the solutions are. But if you're stuck, then we'll I'll tell you I like option A. I'll you know, I'll work with you on this, or let's flush this out and evolve it. You you're on the right track, but mm, you know, I I didn't have the experience, she did clearly. And yeah. so That's how she taught me really how to approach everything that I do. And it is such a basic, it's pretty simplified, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really effective. And I think that's, that's what you just said really triggered that memory for me of that's how you do it.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, we've, we've done a lot of talking over the years and, you know, same thing around board members, right? The diversity around board members and, you know, how many are Latinos, how many are Latinas. And so, but, you know, what is our goal? And so we need to set a certain goal in our opinions. Right. And so that we have something to attain for. Right. And, and I just say, we need it, but here's where we need to be, or here's where we want to be.
0: And how, and how are we going to get there? Let's, let's, let's shift the conversation from just talking about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: it is important of course because that is part of the education of it is sharing the information and the knowledge but even this what you and i are doing now there's a whole group of people that are going to see this that that weren't aware of this mm-hmm. and and they wouldn't ever be yeah. So that's part of the education you know in mm-hmm. tech and and all of these platforms that we're gonna be on. And I think that's why the conversations are still so important, but if you don't follow up with actions or implementation, then it's just talk.
1: Right. Yeah, and I think that's a lot that, you know, for a lot of the work that we've done over the years, you know, as we reflect um, on the last 10 is just delivering through actions and just doing our work. And so, you know, moving forward, you know, we need to do a little bit better of- yeah. Telling our story to others. <laughs> so You know, we have the success stories, uh, et cetera, but we need to do a better job of telling the stories and sharing those success stories with others so that they know
0: Exactly. And, and talking about sharing, what would be just kind of shifting gears, but still, you know, in this whole vein, what would you say to an upcoming young tech enthusiast, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and they're they're about to have their they're about to launch their first startup. They've got this great idea. What's the number one thing that you would want them to know before they really get going? Like what's the advice that Mr. Jesse Martinez is going to impart on this young person?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a good question. I mean, the biggest thing is is being able to find your tribe. Right? Being able to find like others. Uh, who's in that ecosystem, right? Who are the partners? Who are the mentors? Who are the advisors? You know, who are the investors in that space? So that you're fully engaged, right? And you're able to be part of that deep dive in the work that you're doing. Right. And so it exists. You have to find them, yeah. right? And so and then just being be able- a
0: lot of frogs, Jesse. It's kissing <laughs> a lot of
1: frogs. Being able to leverage, you know, that tribe, that group. Whatever you want to call them, yeah, that's and, cool. uh, and so that you're living, you're in it, you're living it firsthand, right, every day.
0: Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Thank you. Um,
2: now we're going to get
0: into more of like, how does Jesse work? You know, I mean, you have. I don't think I know anyone else who has so many balls up in the air at the same time, and yet, to me, from the outside. You always look super calm and cool and collected and never stressed. I swear (laughs) I've never seen you act or look stressed. So I'm wondering, is there a strategy that you've developed behind, you know, keeping your sanity, keeping your work-life balance? And and that would be maybe another tip that you would give to, you know, someone who's starting out in tech or their entrepreneurial journey
1: right well i'm the first one to admit that i'm guilty about the work-life balance just because when you're enjoying what you do it doesn't feel like work right so one it's good two it's bad (laughs) you you know when do you cut it off i
2: know
1: and and so that's the the challenge that i faced over the years it's like when do you cut it off uh when is too much too much and so uh so that I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Work
0: progress. I know because I've gotten emails from you when I well, I should have been, you know, asleep too, but that's not the point. <laughs> but I've gotten emails from you and I'm just like, oh my God, he's still up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so pandemic was it gave me all this time <laughs> to think about all these things and strategy and what we want to do. And yeah. so uh not how i want to spend my time, you know, yeah. indoors and hibernating. Yeah. Uh, but it certainly allowed me time to think and focus. Yeah. And really think about that, those, that next chapter.
0: Absolutely. And okay. and two things on that. I think that's the difference between successful people, joyful people even, is you take what the situation is at hand and you're not a victim of it. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that it's it's... I mean, sometimes you can't do it on your own, but it is a mindset where you know you're handed this ton of rocks, <laughs> and what are you going to do with it? I mean, you can either be burdened by it, or you can figure out a way. You know, that entrepreneurial mindset, the attitude—you can figure out a way to make pretty much anything work. I think, um, and you reach out, like you said, to your tribe, or you just develop. Coping skills, or you learn to meditate, or you know, you do certain things. You figure out a way.
2: Right.
0: A lot of times, we're, you know, I think we're we're told that we can do things, but you still have to figure it out. What works for you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You yeah.
1: know, we're all different, and so yeah, exactly. the right thing for you. And you know, you may venture uh, off a little bit, but what do you? How do you come back to your your core, right?
0: Right. And then the other thing, too, um, and you and I were briefly touched on this before we started the interview is, you know, you said it gave you an opportunity to really think about what you're doing next. And it sounds like this is your legacy thought process. And can you can you just sort of share with us a little bit of what it was like behind closed doors, you know, when you're on your own and, and what are the things that that really started coming to the forefront for you? when you had the time to think about this?
1: yes, yeah, so I look at it in buckets, right? So LSA, Jesse, health and wellness, and then family, right? right? And then, you know, working on each of those, and, you know, what, did the, what does that look like, you know, short-term, long-term? Uh, the leg- legacy piece is important because, of, you know, who is that next generation that's going to carry the torch and do the work that we've been doing you know, for the past 10 years as LSA. And then thinking about Houston and then thinking about what are the challenges that we need to address and the new work that we want to do. Right. And so, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, we've done over the past few years is also uh, co-founded and co-created some new communities in tech, And so we have Latinos in AI, cybersecurity, Dreamers in tech. So we have about about 10.
0: Yeah, I know. You're slack, Slacker, (laughs) (laughs) Jesse.
1: Yeah, and so that, those communities, right, will now be incorporated under one umbrella, which will be LSA Global. LSA Global will have the foundation of tech entrepreneurship. And then depending if you're in tech, new to tech, you have a home, right? You have a community, you have a tribe that you can turn to. And then guess what? If you have an idea, then you have this whole set of tools and resources, people, infrastructure to support you on that journey. And so, you know, for us that we're a little biased on entrepreneurship, you know, it's like, how do we get more Latinos right into entrepreneurship and then especially into tech entrepreneurship? So that they can build companies. Hopefully they're successful, uh, depending on how they define that as well. Right. And and,
0: thank you, thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and then the underline is just on that theme, thesis of wealth and prosperity.
0: Right, right. That's awesome. And it's a business plan, bottom line, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it again, I think whether you're in business working for someone else or you are an entrepreneur, it really does boil down to some very basic, simple action steps. And what's one of the first things that, you know, an entrepreneur is taught is, What's your business plan? You know, write your business plan mm-hmm. the question that's asked. What's your business plan? <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed <laughs> on that. Right. So your business plan, your life plan, your wellness plan, it it is about planning and being able to adapt and to change. Right. I mean, because what's that joke? Um, the best laid plans, something, something. Um, God has other plans for the plan or something <laughs> like that. I'm, I can't tell jokes to save my life. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, but you still have to have some sort of roadmap so that you know why you're making decisions and where you're going to turn when you thought you were going to turn right, but now you're going to have to go left and zig this way. And mm-hmm. you still have to have an idea
2: yeah. so that you
0: know where you're headed and why you're headed there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And... Yeah. Not that complicated when you break it down like that.
1: No, but people do need guidance and, and coaching, and, and haven't done it before, right? Yeah. And that's where the support comes in,
0: exactly. And mm-hmm. the tribe, right? I mean, it it took me a while, for example, to find the right coach who's mm-hmm. done something similar mm-hmm. in the space that I'm in, and I think that is something that I've seen a lot. That kind of is worrisome to me is there's a million coaches out there and not everyone goes through that you know you're interviewing the coach just as much as they want to see if, if you want to be a, if they want you as a client mm-hmm. and I think that's something you know in the in the youth groups that I talk to that's one of the things that I talk about you know you also want to align yourself like you said with your tribe you want to align yourself with the right coach. Mm-hmm. You know, do they get you? Do they understand what your vision is? Have they done something in that space? Yep. You know, finding a coach just for the sake of finding a coach or, or being, you know, finding a mentor just, it's great. I mean, of course, in some other areas, but I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that you should be wary of.
1: Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so and that goes back to um, doing your homework, doing your research, right? Doing your due diligence, and then also following your intuition right. as well. Absolutely.
0: absolutely Yeah, of course. Yeah. And know that you are going to make mistakes
1: mm-hmm.
0: in life and entrepreneurship. Same thing.
1: Yep. That's all part of the journey. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: And, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, that's where you learn the most.
0: Yeah. They're they're really not failures. They're lessons if if you choose to look at things that way, right? Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Jesse, I know that you have a super busy schedule. So what I thought we would do for just the last five minutes, um, I, I do what sort of this rapid fire, get to know you a little bit deeper. But you can always it's only you know maybe three, four, maybe five questions, mm-hmm. um, and you can always pass. That's always an option. Okay. Um, but I thought we would sort of end our segment, our conversation with that, because sometimes it's really fun and you learn something new about, you know, even when you've known each other. I know. Um, I think we'll start with, what's your favorite snack? Popcorn. <laughs> really? That is not at all what I, I <laughs> I am so surprised.
1: Yeah. Since I was a little kid.
0: How funny. Yeah.
1: Good to, to know. I used to really eat a whole tub. You know? <laughs> At <laughs> the movies, yeah.
0: All right, good to know. Next time I host a dinner party, I will have some popcorn for
2: you. And a and it followed his <laughs> chocolate.
0: Ooh, okay, now we're talking.
2: <laughs> a one, yeah.
0: Okay, um, what brings you the greatest joy?
1: Ooh. See others succeed.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I'm not surprised by that one, Jesse. Um, Oh, okay. I like this one because we've already, if you could go back as yourself right now to 15-year-old Jesse, what is the number one piece of advice that you would give 15-year-old Jesse? I
2: think the thing that comes
1: to mind for me is... um... Pursue those new opportunities.
0: Oh, cool. okay.
1: And, uh, and so, um, and some of us may relate to this or not, but because you're in your community, you're in your local environment, you may, sometimes you may not embark on a new journey, right. given the circumstances or the conditions. Sure, sure. And so uh, whether good or bad, right? It's like, how do you move beyond that? Yeah right? And find a way to make something happen versus adapting, right? Because I think we're used to adapting and also relying on the influence of others at a young age. Yeah. And it takes a lot for um, someone in the community, right? To have that aha moment. Right. And embark on that journey on their own.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good one. And let's do a final one. Um, let's say All your projects are all, they're just running there. You've got people in the right place. They understand your vision. You now have all the free time in the world. What's your dream vacation?
1: Dream vacation is to travel around the world. And so being able to make a multi uh, location, Uh trip okay <laughs> with the strong focus on those environments that are uh endangered uh-huh. right is so when we think about what's happening in our world and due to climate change etc
2: right some of
1: those things that i want to see firsthand yeah before they disappear or something happens
0: right, right. that's a good that sounds like another goal <laughs> it
1: is, <laughs> it is. And so right? which has been um I guess emphasized and has become more relevant given COVID and then also everything that's happening uh, with our climate.
0: Right. Absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of change. Mm-hmm. Some good. It's not all bad, but right. it's a lot of change happening. Right. Um, Jesse, I almost forgot to mention that you yourself are also a host. You have your own show. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Before you let us go. And then if someone wants to reach you and connect with you, and how do they do that?
1: Yeah. So thank you for that. So I do host a weekly show. It's a live Zoom LinkedIn series called Hispanic Stars and Tech. And this is our third year that we're starting. So Three
2: years already? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. started because of pandemic. It's like, okay, well, how do we connect people? How do we talk to people? How do we share tools and resources? I
2: remember when you first started it.
1: Yeah, so that was 2020, and so been very rewarding. We've connected a lot of people, and so thank you to, as you know, right, Claudia from We're All Human and Hispanics Art to helping us support this show. Mm-hmm. So it'll continue. So looking to fill out the uh, the year, uh, and so it's every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific. And so we started off with a, a great. Uh, group of guests already and so yeah join us if you can
0: i can't yeah i i do try i do even if i can't during the live i I try to go back and you know because it is it's you have amazing guests and it is educational you know i for me it's i definitely need as much education in the tech (laughs) aspect of things as possible so right I am grateful for the work you do there as well. And I'm so grateful and honored that you are on this show well, and, thank you. and that you're in my life and that you're my friend. Thank you.
1: Likewise. And yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jesse Martinez. And then my address is Jesse Martinez one.
2: Okay. Find me.
0: Great. And we'll we'll put that in the, you know, as everyone knows, you know, we love it when you engage and you like and you comment. And we will put this in the posts on this, on YouTube, on millionaireflix.com, all of that. You'll be able to just really part of my goal is to connect people. Right. With different new groups, because a lot of us travel in different groups, not just one, which is what you were talking about. I think I've been I was reflecting on was I like this when I was young? Did I go out of my sphere? And I, I definitely did. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been sort of bridging, you know, people and connecting and all of that. So that's the other purpose for this show is to, you know, share different ideas, but also illuminate and connect. Right. And, you know, it's these conversations that are so important that lead to action, that lead to change.
1: Agreed. Agreed, and it's going beyond your local ecosystems, right? Mm-hmm. You can't really find others, exactly. Meet them and learn from them, and find areas of opportunity where you can collaborate.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Jesse, before I let you go, um, is there anything else that you would like, you know, our viewers and, and anyone watching in the future, you know, what what final words of wisdom do you have for them?
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: I think the simple one is just show up, you know, as I tell my students and my entrepreneurs is that first step is always showing up and, you know, being part of the event, whatever it may be, yeah. like, being present, yeah. showing up. That's so People do want to help and, and support, but it doesn't start until someone shows up.
0: That's right. And show up as yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the beauty of what, what you and I have talked about and what, what I would like to see in Everything is show up as yourself. Show up in numbers, mm-hmm. and that's how change happens. Agreed. Yeah, you have to do it. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the show.
1: Yeah, no, thank you.
0: I hope you had as much fun as I did.
1: <laughs> so much to talk about.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. We I, we could probably go on for a lot longer, but we'll probably just let it slide at this one. But maybe you'll come back another time. I will. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you. All right. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Thank you, everyone.
1: Ciao.
0: (laughs) Ciao. And that's it for another episode of From the Ground Up. Thank you all so much. Um, Like I said, we will have Jesse's contact information in the comments below. You can contact him. You can reach out. And, you know, these are the opportunities that from, from the ground up is, that's one of the goals is connecting people to other like-minded people and, and helping you build your tribe and, and, you know, sort of being able to have these discussions and learn what other people do that helps them thrive in the life that they've chosen to live. So, you know, I just, it's, it's one of the most amazing things that I get to do personally. And I'm so grateful, you know, thank you again to Jesse Martinez. Thank you for your insights and, you know, just, it's always a pleasure talking to you because I always learn so much and we laugh and I get to giggle and all that. But, um, and I do really have to say, I really do miss our lunches with Ray and Anghes. So at some point, hopefully we'll get back on track with that. I know you're traveling, um, back and forth, but, um, thank you everyone. You know, transformational success starts from finding the truth, your truth, building from the ground up, from the inside out, taking care of yourselves, Um, And that on that journey so that, you know, you are healthy and you are thriving and you are successful, whatever that means to you. Until next time, I'm Carmen Milagro and this has been From the Ground Up. Thanks, everyone. See you.